0: This is Husker Sports Network Originals presented by JTEC Construction, the official exterior experts of Husker Nation. Husker Sports Network Originals tell iconic stories from Husker history, featuring insights from the players and coaches who live them. New Husker Sports Network podcasts will be released every month. Subscribe to Husker Sports Network on your favorite podcast service. And now, instant tradition.
1: The 61st Orange Bowl. The Nebraska Cornhuskers. Their coach Tom Osborne, his arms folded serenely, it seems, as he awaits the charge onto the field. A magnificent coaching career for him. Only a national title missing from his resume. The Cornhuskers last won the national crown when they did in the early 70s under Bob Devaney.
2: It's January 1st, 1995, in Miami, Florida. Here, 1600 miles from Lincoln. A familiar tune rings throughout the Orange Bowl, the home of the Hurricanes.
1: On a neutral field, Nebraska would be the clear favorite, as good as Miami is. Here, they are the slimmest of choices, a point, maybe a point and a half prior to kickoff.
2: As the Huskers wait in the northwest corner of the stadium, players are immediately jolted by the sound playing over the Orange Bowl's PA system. They raise their arms and pump their fists as they take the field to the beat of the music. It's an overlooked detail, but a taste of home that sets the tone on what will be one of the most memorable nights in program history. It's just part of the story of Nebraska's Tunnel Walk. Four months earlier, the Huskers opened the 1994 season. Just removed from a heartbreaking loss in the Orange Bowl the previous year, Nebraska blows out West Virginia in the kickoff classic, then dominates Texas Tech in Lubbock.
1: Ferringer, option play, tosses it out to Childs, Childs 25-20, he scores, Clinton Childs, touchdown Nebraska.
2: Two games away from home meant an unusual mid-September home debut for the Big Red. The fan base hungry for redemption from the 93 season had waited nearly 10 months since they last saw the Huskers at home. This season opener would be unlike any other. Athletic director Bill Byrne had a new department, Husker Vision, led by Jeff Schmall, Kirk Hartman, and Shot Clean. The addition of big screens, the first of its kind in a college stadium, forced an early event for Clean and the newly formed video staff.
3: Before the first game, we had a pep rally. It was the night before we played UCLA. ABC was going to televise it, and Keith Jackson, he was in town. I didn't think too much about it. You know, pep rally, I'll come and make sure everything's working right. Well, it ended up 40,000 people showed up, and uh, it was a wild scene, and I'm going, hey, this is a big deal.
2: Fans celebrated the innovation ahead of the next afternoon's game. Everyone was excited to view instant replays and in-game features inside Memorial Stadium. But the most popular aspect of Husker Vision, Hartman and Clean Explain, hadn't yet been revealed.
4: We had a group of people always down. At that time, it was the South Stadium lined up, and there might have been 500 people or maybe even more that watched the players come out of the doors and, and you know actually walk down the tunnel, and they're fired up. And I think a lot of people around here just said, let's show that. Let's let 80, 90,000 people see that and see that emotion.
3: My memory was that we were going to a lot of major bowl games at that time, and schools like Miami and other schools had a kind of an entrance where they marched in the field, in my mind, that's kind of what started us thinking that we should do a ton of walk.
2: With an ABC national television audience and the number one ranked team in the country, Nebraska was the center of the college football universe. And for 76,000 fans, their attention was partially devoted to the news screens in the corners of Memorial Stadium, adding pressure for the Husker Vision staff.
4: I just remember the uh, elevator shaft coming up to Husker Vision was our control room because we had not finished uh, where our area is right now. So we had a very small, maybe a 12 by 12 space to put all of this equipment that Shot was responsible for installing. And uh, just thinking, oh, geez, don't trip over a cable and unplug things before we go on the screen.
3: And once everybody got set, there was no way to get to any of the equipment because it was just wall-to-wall people and wall-to-wall equipment.
1: September 17, 1994, the day home football games at the University of Nebraska came into the 90s. It's going to be an unbelievable atmosphere from here on out. Bill Burns done a great job and all of his staff with all the new amenities here at Memorial Stadium, and you can feel it in the air.
2: Kent Pavelka and Gary Saddlemyer were on the Nebraska radio airwaves that September afternoon. Not even they were prepared for what was about to happen shortly after 2.30 p.m., That's when the first animated flashes of light hit the new HuskerVision screens. I can't even
4: remember if anybody had a notion. I think it was probably a total surprise to everybody. There was some buzz, as I recall, that, you know, some new things were gonna happen. It was just so effective immediately. Three,
5: two,
4: one,
1: roll. Fans are watching the Husker Vision boards, and they can see the Cornhuskers beginning to emerge from the tunnel underneath the South Stadium. And the music, can you hear the music building? Folks, they're gonna be emerging soon. I'm gonna let the noise speak for itself. Here they come.
4: We very seldom hear the crowd where we're at in the control room, but that first game, you could actually hear the roar come through the stands into our area here. You know, I was nervous, really nervous for that first game, making sure I didn't mess it up. But that's when I kind of felt the chills and just said to everybody, this is a big deal. And
1: there they come out of the tunnel. That is a brand new... Tradition that has just begun here in the last couple of minutes at the University of Nebraska, and uh, it'll get your attention. That is something very special. Of course, the, these the Tusker vision boards allowing a lot to happen that uh, just wasn't possible before. It does afford you opportunities to get looks at different angles of the
2: event. It's not often a tradition is named on the spot day one. But that's exactly what happened on September 17, 1994. Nebraska had an instant hit for both fans and players, the most dramatic entrance in college football. Like many traditions, it started simple and natural, just those few flashes, and then a live look at the team marching through the south tunnel, through the doors, and under the stands to the southwest corner of the field.
4: It was magical for us because, you know, it's a new entity. These screens are at Memorial Stadium, and the first time college fans, and especially Nebraska fans, got to see replays and uh, some behind-the-scenes things they'd never seen before. And hearing the fans' response live to something you've done, Shot and I both worked in television, and you don't get that direct response. To just hear the crowd was just amazing to me.
2: Nebraska's product on the field didn't hurt either. If the athletic department wanted to try something new, the mid-90s was a good time to experiment. And on this day, both the script for the new theatrics, as well as the game on the field worked to perfection. It's over.
1: Nebraska, in front of 76,000 fans, wins its home opener for 1994, beating the UCLA Bruins and beating them impressively.
2: Under Osborne, Nebraska routinely suited up over 100 players. The walk-on program hit its stride in the mid-90s, but while there's been a fair share of household names and contributors, there's been many more who never get playing time on the field. It wasn't an influencer in its creation, but the tunnel walk is a memory players will never forget
4: to hear from the families and the parents because they're sitting out in the stands looking at these screens and seeing their son walk the tunnel walk. I remember early on before Twitter, we had anything where you can share the video right away that we would get a lot of moms and dads sending us an email saying, could I get that video? Because that was so important to them.
3: They say it's, uh, it's a feeling like no other feeling they've ever had in their life. And Now, these days we have cameras in the tunnel and you can see the players are interacting with the fans, the little kids, and it's, it works both ways. The players are emotional and, and the kids are happy that the, that the players acknowledge them and give them a high five or slap their fist, you know, so it's pretty cool.
2: First-team All-Big 8 linebacker Troy Dumas was among the players who got to experience the first tunnel walks of the 94 season. He recalls the pep rally the night before the UCLA game and the impact it had on his teammates in the season.
5: The night before, the Husker vision premiered, so they had all the fireworks. Then they had the team come out on the middle of the field and all that good stuff. Um, That game specifically was kind of an over-the-hub game for us. so. It really, uh, you know, elevated it for the players as well. Uh, you know, a lot of the players got into that deal from uh, the time they walked out, and out of the locker room up until they got in the field. It was an exciting time.
2: While some players embraced the cameras and whipped the crowd into a frenzy, others were still getting used to the new technology at Memorial Stadium. Captain have emerged a couple minutes ahead of the team, just as the on-screen graphics begin. Clean recalls 300-pound offensive lineman Zach Wiegert introducing himself to the staff at the South Doors.
3: Mike Hodges was uh, our main camera guy. He always got in front of the doors there on South Stadium and he backed him up as they went out the tunnel. And we told him that he was gonna be there and the team said, oh, that's fine. So we always had security guys and then the captains would come out. Mike was there, the door opened, the music started. And Zach Wiegert saw something in front of him and he's focused on getting out the field. And he gave Mike a forearm shiver, <laughs> knocked him backwards. <laughs> camera looked like an earthquake had happened. and we. <laughs> We told Zach about it the next week, and he said, oh, I didn't realize that I even did it, and
2: he apologized, but it was kind of a funny moment. When the tunnel walk began, the Huskers were in the middle of an NCAA record 47-game winning streak at home. Pavelka started calling games in 1984 and experienced the raucous home field advantage for more than a decade, but even he recognized the juiced-up atmosphere with the addition of the tunnel walk.
4: The confluence of how good those teams were and the advent of the big screens and, you know, the music combined, it, it created an atmosphere. It embellished the atmosphere that was always great, but it took it to another level.
0: Husker Sports Network Originals are presented by JTEC Construction, the official exterior experts of Husker Nation. Find out more about this great Husker partner at JTECCONST.com. Now, back to Instant Tradition.
1: Well, we're back in a booth here Memorial Stadium. Great, glorious sight with the bright sunshine and 75 or 6,000 people, and it seems that every one of them is wearing red or white. And if you've never seen this site, try to scrounge yourself a ticket one of these first Saturdays and get a look. Now, well, you hear the music building. The Ellen Parsons Project tune has become a big, big hit in Nebraska as the team makes its way out of the locker room and will emerge the field
2: shortly. Sirius was track one on the 1982 album Eye in the Sky, produced by Alan Parsons British Rock Band in his hometown of London, England. The one-minute, 54-second instrumental was recorded at Abbey Road Studios, the famous recording home to many of The Beatles and Pink Floyd albums over the previous two decades.
0: Hello, I'm Alan Parsons, and welcome to the art and science of
5: sound Many of Parsons' albums were
2: more popular in North America than in his native country, and that couldn't have been more evident than in his 1982 release. The band had actually stopped recording albums by the time Sirius was soundtracking the championship era of Michael Jordan's Chicago Bulls. In 2017, The Ringer's Jake Maluli talked with Parsons and wrote a 10,000 word story on the origins of Sirius and the evolution of team introductions started by Jordan's Bulls. The Alan Parsons project is in a lot of ways a very esoteric band serious was intended to just be an intro to the album I am the sky. Parsons had no intention for it to be used from sports intros to weddings. It was interesting to hear him talk about how sort of disconnected he's been with the use of his own songs. He was really mystified by the whole thing.
0: I'm no virtuoso, so, uh, but I surround myself with people who are. I've had some really great musicians play live with me.
4: and
2: uh, I'm
0: just, uh, you know, just the guy in the
2: background. In Lincoln, Sirius has rang out on every Husker game day since 1994. That goes for both inside the stadium and out, where you'd be hard-pressed to find a tailgate or watch party not playing the popular tune. I think the most surprising part was talking to Parsons and his being so thoroughly disconnected from the entire phenomenon that is serious as a sports anthem. The opening chords are described by Parsons as a Deep drone, we just thought that that would
4: make a great opening for the album.
2: It's that sound that sets the tone for every Husker game day. It takes a full team effort from the Husker Vision staff to make sure the tunnel walk is queued up perfectly.
3: And there's nobody in that crowd of 90,000 that isn't watching when I hear that music. Uh, everybody, that's where their attention goes. I was always down on the field and about six minute mark, we go to black. And sometimes the communication wasn't very good between the producers and the the coaches and when to come out. So the timing was kind of raw. And sometimes I'd say, oh man, we're in black a long time. Something's wrong in the control room. The tape didn't roll or something, you know. So I would get kind of antsy. Then it would roll and the music would start. And to this day, I get chills when I stand up there and that thing starts (laughs) because it's pretty
2: emotional. Since September 17, 1994, the Husker Sports Network has aired the Tunnel Walk, bringing the tradition to the airwaves across the state of Nebraska and worldwide on the web. It's not part of the game or analysis, but play-by-play announcer Greg Sharp recognizes the importance of the moment. We always time our breaks
5: in our broadcast so that we're back to carry it live, and we know that when fireworks are going off that it's about ready to be aired and The serious music and into whatever kind of video that they want to put together for that particular game. And so we, we time it so that it's set up, that we have it, that we can carry it live. We then lock into the PA system so that we get a good, clean feed of what the tunnel walk is going to sound like for that particular day. And even though I've been at this now for 12 years in Lincoln, I still get goosebumps every time I lay out to let it air to the crowd and to the masses of Husker Nation. If you're in O'Neill or Ogallala, maybe you're in Blair or Burwell, we're ready to let you listen in to college football here from Lincoln tonight in Nebraska's Tunnel Walk. Crowd on their feet throughout Memorial Stadium, decked out in their red. Ready to welcome their Huskers onto the field tonight. Cameras now showing the Huskers marching down the tunnel. Onto the red carpet, tapping the horseshoe. Fireworks exploding off the top of the North Stadium video board. Captains are now making their way out. My thought is I really want to bring the folks who aren't at Memorial Stadium, give them a feel of what it would be like if they were sitting in row 35, section 36, or in row... 59 in Section 8, and because they can't be there, we can kind of bring the sound to them and the feeling of the stadium to them, whether they're at work or they're out working in a field or if they're playing in a park or if they're cleaning out their garage, make them feel like they're a part of the Husker football game day experience. And that's why we carry it, because it is such a big part of Nebraska football and has been now for 25 years.
2: Hartman's responsibilities have centered around the in-stadium visuals, but through radio, the audience has grown well beyond the 90,000 in attendance. I remember Adrian
4: Fiala always was very interested in the tunnel walk. And- in and actually ask and view it ahead of time, and he always explained it really well over the radio, and then Greg continues now. Just with that visual, I could just, you know, picture somebody in a car driving who could not make the game listen to that, and they do a great job of explaining those visuals, even though it's radio, so I think it's fantastic.
2: Today's graphics look a bit different than the mid-90s. In recent seasons, three national championship teams celebrated 20-year reunions, taking part in the tunnel walk a final time with the graphics and animations of yesteryear.
5: And now shots of the 97 team walking on the red carpet, many of them waving to the crowd, many of them with their cell phones out taking video
2: of the walk. In 2001, teams remained on the field for a special tunnel walk, the first game after 9-11. When the South Stadium doors swung open, Nine uniformed policemen and firefighters carried the American flag. I've been coming here for a long time, guys, and and that's the most emotional moment I've ever seen. Other highlights have included Tom Osborne's final game as athletic director in 2012. Coach still has a little, little hop in his step. He's moving along pretty well.
5: Boy, I bet you and a bunch of your teammates, I wish you were down there.
2: And if possible, the noise has ramped up a notch for high-profile games against Notre Dame, Oklahoma, and a 2014 visit from Miami, the night the 94 Huskers were honored. Rewind 20 years earlier to December 1994, Senior Brendan Stein and his Nebraska teammates had unfinished business while going through preparations for the Orange Bowl. And I remember hearing that music in a car somewhere. I was just kind of like out on O Street doing something and I turned on the radio and it was, it kind of hit me all at once. Like, Wow, this is pretty special. This season we got going and that music was behind it. Sty played in one Citrus Bowl and four Orange Bowls during his career. A year prior, Nebraska came up short of Osborne's first national championship in the Orange Bowl, but this time things were different. Down to the team's self-selected intro music as they took to the field, the rest is history. The Orange Bowl was Miami Hurricanes' home field, so it was always a home game for them. And to have something to come out with to give us kind of a little taste of our own home was pretty special. There's so many different emotions that happen in that game. I mean, all the drama that went around that that whole season, you know, it's just very unique. And, you know, what's, what's great about it is it's our story. The tradition of the tunnel walk, Husker Vision, all of the different uh, things that went on that season, adversity, overcoming adversity, you know, milestones. There's so many things in that run that uh, I'm pretty proud to say that that's a unique story and it's ours.
0: This has been a Husker Sports Network original, instant tradition, narrated by Nate Rohr and produced by Brandon Grice, with audio from HuskerVision, ABC Sports, NBC Sports, the Big Ten Network, Fox, Rock Antenna, and Alan Parsons Art and Science of Sound Recording. Subscribe to Husker Sports Network Podcast for more great episodes. Presented by JTech Construction.